Welcome to the California Work Comp Report. This is Corey Olson here with Dr. John Alchemy. Today we're discussing the AMA Guide's 5th edition section 1.2 algorithm inside of RateFast's software suite. John, today we're talking about the RateFast AMA Guide's 5th edition section 1.2 rating tool, which is an algorithm that's sort of built into the RateFast suite. This regards the AMA Guide's 5th edition section 1.2. And um, can you tell me a little bit, a little bit about what's in section 1.2 of the 5th edition of the AMA Guides? Yeah, sure, Corey. So the section um, 1.2 rating is in the very first chapter of the AMA Guide's 5th edition. Um, if you read that, it basically defines what and who um, can be given a 0% whole person impairment. And it's pretty specific about what it defines as um, an individual who's eligible for a 0% whole person impairment. Um, the reason this is important is when a 0% whole person impairment is provided, it actually has to meet more criteria than a rating that is other than zero. So let's think about that. Mm -hmm. Basically, if I do a rating and, you know, I'm on a table chapter and I'm getting my shoulder rating, I have some loss of motion. Let's say I've got 170 degrees of flexion on my shoulder. I get 1% um, Mm -hmm. whole person for that. Rating's done. But if I'm going to say that that individual gets a zero because maybe their range of motion is normal, all the other things in the chapter are normal, um, I can't just say, well, this guy's a zero because the chapter has given him a zero. The the book is more specific than that. So if you turn to the very first chapter, um, which is about the philosophy and purpose uh, and appropriate use of the guides, it has a very, very specific um, criteria of 0%. And that's where a lot of people miss out on understanding the AMA guides and get confused. And I'm not just saying that, you know, these are bystanders who happen to read it um, you know, for kicks, these are, you know, people who are supposed to, in the industry, understand this book on a very deep level in order to give accurate impairment reports. So here's what it says. It says in that chapter that if I'm going to give you a zero, you can't have anything in the chapter giving you an impairment rating. I just talked about that. But the other thing that it says is that this person who is a zero cannot have any activities of daily living impacted. Okay, and therein lies a problem, a large philosophical problem for the AMA Guides Fifth, because let's say I've I've just got a zero percent on my shoulder um, for my rating, everything's fine, but I tell you that I can't sleep on it, it hurts when I lie on it, it wakes me up at night, and I can't drive. That's four activities of daily living, according to the AMA Guides, um, that I cannot do. That means I can't be given a zero. Again, herein lies the problem with the AMA guides because I I haven't been given a rating other than zero in the chapter, yet the book right in chapter one says, you can't give me a zero. So it puts everyone in a very interesting position. What what is this individual if they're not zero? I see. So essentially, a a whole person impairment um, is what happens, kind of comes out on the other side of a claim uh, the person has reached maximal medical improvement, and um, if the person is impaired whatsoever, then they'll get anywhere between 1 and 100. If they s- suffered an injury at work, say it was like a cut or something like that, and it healed up, they had to see work comp and everything healed up, and it's not giving them any troubles whatsoever. Uh, that is when it's most likely to have a 0% whole person impairment, but it's a kind of a red flag 
when somebody says, ah, my leg still hurts, it's causing me to limp, and they come up 0% whole person impairment. Yes, that, that's basically it. I mean, there is a table um, on page four of the AMA guides that lists all those activities of daily living. And if the patient, um, you know, clicks off one of those that they can't do um, and their rating is zero, now now this section 1.2 comes into play and it puts it, it, well, it has traditionally put the provider, the patient, the insurance company, the stakeholders in quite an interesting position because where do you go from there? There are no instructions in the book whatsoever on how to proceed on creating that value other than zero. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's so complicated when you arrive at zero, hypothetically. Yes. When you arrive at zero and there's an impacted ADL, where do you go from there? Mm -hmm. Now, I will tell you in my experience looking at a lot of reports, people just try to put down zero and look the other way and not discuss it. Um, California has also come up with something called Elmer's Guzman, which says that, you know, you can rate by analogy if the rating that they're given, um, for some reason, um, uh, doesn't really, uh, meet or show, um, the uh, true impairment of the individual. But I will say this, Elmer's Guzman, for those, for those of our listeners who are familiar with it, is, is not a section 1.2 situation because we're talking about cases that are not unusual, um, not extraordinary. It's just that they were given a zero in the um, in the chapter, and they can't be given a zero. So, so I don't want any listeners to confuse and say, "Oh, well, California fixed that when they came up with Elmer's Guzman." California did not fix it. Um, mm-hmm. Elmer's Guzman is 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 a ruling um, that requires you to do rating when the conditions of the injury are extraordinary or unusual. So, um, mm-hmm. I just wanna I want to impress that to us here that section 1.2 ratings are not Elmer's Guzman ratings, in my opinion. The, the Elmer's Guzman decision was a result of kind of the ever-expanding, complicated list of things that could just sort of not be expected when doing work comp. Um, I could see where that, why that would exist in the first place. Um, Ratefest's entire mission is basically to simplify work comp or rather make work comp more understandable and sort of more agreeable between the stakeholders, more transparent and everything like that. So what is it that the uh, section 1.2 report does that kind of carries out Ratefest's whole mission statement of uh, sort of making transparent, simplifying and objectifying the work comp report for somebody who may turn, who would otherwise turn up with a 0% WPI. Right. And have an ADL impact. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. So, so what we did um, at rate fast is we came up with this concept of something called the impairment load or an impairment load. Think of it as uh, way back when we had the financial crisis, there was financial load testing of banks. Mm-hmm. And basically the algorithm is able to take the data based on AMA guides criteria, by the way, and create a load value. Okay. So it can look at a shoulder um, claim and it can say, what is the maximum load value that the AMA guide provides for a shoulder um, under non Elmer's Guzman conditions? And it can look at that same shoulder and say, what do the, what does the data need to look like for this shoulder to become an Elmer's Guzman? How heavy does that impairment load or what I refer to as the impairment drag of the claim have to be 
in order to do an Elmerize Guzman. So, so we created this concept called the impairment load. And, and once we have the concept of the impairment load, we look at one other section in this um, first chapter of the AMA guides, and it talks about the relationship between a whole person impairment and the value of an activity of daily living. And herein lies the key in order to understanding how the section 1.2 rating can work um, within the confines of the AMA guides um, without just making stuff up. And, and in a lot of the reports that I've reviewed um, with regards to Almarez Guzman, they do just make stuff up. They're like, well, this kind of sounds like good. And, and I like this value here. And yeah, I guess it's okay. And, you know, because I'm a medical provider, I can just say it's my clinical opinion. So I'm going to go with, you know, 18 or five or two or pick your number. Um, but we don't do that because we know that um, data uh, needs to be uh, preserved, the integrity of the data and the value of the claim. So, so again, so I'm going to point us again to the ones, this, this is a paragraph that's just before the section 1.2 in the AMA guides. It's actually on page five. And here they're talking about an example of someone who received a 30% whole person impairment rating for a pericardial um, disease. And it's interesting that it says, um, Here's what it says exactly. For example, an individual who receives a 30% whole person impairment due to pericardial heart disease is considered from a clinical standpoint to have a 30% reduction in general functioning as represented by a decrease in the ability to perform activities of daily living, period. And there we go. Because now the AMA guides has clearly outlined us a one-to-one ratio relationship between activities of daily living and whole person impairment. So now with the rate fast algorithm, we can simply create the impairment load and we simply take a value or we create something called scalars and it creates a maximum value um, of, the, of the body part in question. And it rates um, based on an algorithm a portion of the total value. And that's how we come up with the section 1.2 rating. So, again, we're taking the patient's activity of daily living load in combination with their um, symptoms, okay? Because the, the AMA guides is all about function. We come up with a value or a ratio and we simply create the section 1.2 rating based against the full rating value of the body part and full rating values of the body parts are published uh, up and down all over in the AMA guides. They're very simple to find. It's not really a contestable um, discussion. They're there. So um, in doing so now we can appropriately apply the AMA guide definition of a 0% and recognize the impairment load and consistently rate that individual based on their impairment load and get the uh, section 1.2 rating. And that's really um, what this is all about, is delivering that accurate rating to the individual, not based on some guess, because I think I have more experience than you, but based on the actual data of the individual um, uh, that's set forth in the report. That's what we do. It says there right in the book that it's a it's a one-to-one ratio between ADL function, or rather ADL impairment, and, and, the, uh, and the whole person impairment. So it's hard to believe that somebody says, Doc, my shoulder hurts. And they're like, great, 0%. It just translates right over, you know. So it um, sound, sounds like a very useful tool 
uh, given all of the confusion about what exactly is required to make 0% WPI there in the first place. So, yeah. And, and, you know, and, and a few people, when they, when they first um, review these, these ratings, these section 1.2 ratings, they kind of scratch their head. And sometimes we get letters or letters of inquiry, but you know, once you outline to them where in the chapter, how clearly this has been defined, there really isn't much of an argument. I, I guess you could still try to argue it, but from my standpoint, um, the book is pretty clear. And in fact, they put these two um, uh, discussions in very close proximity on the same page and, and for this very reason. So mm. hopefully there wouldn't be confusion. Unfortunately, there is. What comes to mind is self-driving cars and how people are kind of apprehensive to kind of jump into a self-driving car. When the self-driving cars, the algorithms and everything are locked in, they are made, they are designed to follow the rule set of the road. And as, as the technology kind of lines up with their ability to follow the rules of the road and everything, I think the most dangerous factor when you're in a self-driving car is going to be the human element. I think there's an analogy for what's going on with the, uh, with the calculator here, how people want to contest kind of the things that are popping up in RateFast, where RateFast is literally just following the rules of the road. Yeah, I think that that's a good analogy. And going back to why we created RateFast in the first place, trying to apply um, the very deep and multi-leveled rules to an individual is simply beyond human capacity. You, you, you cannot keep track of all of these rules continuously as you're doing a rating. And as a result, if you're an individual trying to do these ratings manual, you're going to make errors and you're going to make a lot of errors. And that's just because we're people and we can't keep track of this. Mm -hmm. The RateFast is there to assist in the calculation and make sure that all the rules are being followed, all of the values and all the weight of the claim is properly being represented. Mm. It's hard to believe that people do well in a lot of ratings, given that you know you have so many patients and you have one patient that you're seeing for 20 minutes at a time every 45 days. And then finally they come in, you have to do their rating and you have to remember everything about it and see if you're memory is consistent with what you wrote down and everything, and then hope that your report is correct. The one that you wrote by hand, you know, calculated yourself. So, yeah, that's about it. And, and I tell, I tell the insurance adjusters, the patients and, and other medical providers, I say, look, how many of us manually balance a checkbook anymore? Mm -hmm. um, nobody does that. You know, it's all kept track for us by, you know, algorithms and what you deposit and what you withdraw and your ATM fees and, you know, your, your, your monthly percentage of, you know, carrying a balance above a certain amount, it's all taken care of. So the, the real question is why, why would we, why would we even consider anyone manually attempting to create an impairment rating? How, how would we ever accept that as even being close to being accurate? And, mm -hmm. and they're just not, you know, mm -hmm. that's, that's the unfortunate thing here is that not only medicine lags behind, you know, technology, um, but, you know, a lot of people for some reason think, oh, if someone manually uh, creates the rating, it must somehow be better or more accurate than if they're using uh, algorithm assistance. And obviously the opposite is true. I, I don't know what planet these people live on. <laughs> Maybe we should all move to another one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that that's the uh, section 1.2 um, in a nutshell. And, you know, I just want to get it out there because the the zero percent whole person impairment is applied so often incorrectly 
And if we're trying to keep people from litigating, people from fighting over values, getting people um, you know, accurate and fast impairment ratings so they can get on with their lives, claims can be closed, you know, people can move on, um, you know, we have to understand this. And we have to be able to let the data um, rate as it's intended to in the AMA guides and um, not just cause problems by throwing out uh, invalid or incorrect numbers. For more information on the AMA Guides 5th Edition Section 1.2 algorithm in the RateFast software suite, visit our blog at blog.rate-fast.com. And if you're interested in learning more about the RateFast software suite, visit us at rate-fast.com.